welcome to the Mind Bay podcast. I'm your host, Evie, and on this podcast, we talk everything mindset and manifestation so you can create a life you love. So if you're an open-minded, spiritual babe who is interested in joyfully manifesting a life of your dreams while discovering and honoring your true self, this podcast is for you. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Mind Bay podcast. I'm so grateful and excited that you tuned in with me today. So in this episode, I will be talking about how the school system failed me and how it didn't teach me anything about life itself. And before we dive in, I want to mention just a quick disclaimer that everything I'll be discussing is based on my own experiences and my own point of view. I'm not by any means an expert on education or parenting, but that's what I will be discussing in this episode. So now that we got that in, let's dive into this episode. So the other day, as I was dropping off my five-year-old at school, on my way home, I just had a flood of thoughts coming over me as I was walking to my car, just wondering what she would be learning that day. And as I was thinking about my own childhood to remember what I learned at that age, I came to realize that I went to school for over 15 years and basically learned nothing about life. Like I went to school from the ages three up to 18. And then I went to college and dropped out. But that's basically 15 years of education. And when I look back at the years I spent in the classroom and what I have gained from it in my life today, on the most basic level, the most useful things I learned in 18 years of learning is know how to read, how to write, and how to do math. Maybe some geographics as well as in knowing where the different countries and continents are in the world, which is very useful because I love traveling, but there's Google Maps for that now. So I'm not saying that the school system didn't teach me anything or doesn't have any value at all. But to me, going to school for over 18 years and only retaining knowledge of knowing how to read, write, and do the math seems very little for such a long period of time. Like, looking back on it, there's so much information that I wish I was taught that would be so beneficial for me later in life if I had learned it in school. I remember that I went to school and... I was a very bad student, not because I wasn't smart enough, but just because I had a lot of stress at home going on. I mentioned this in the first episode in my story where my mom and my dad would fight a lot and it had a big impact on me. There was a lot of shouting going on. And as a child, I had a lot of stress. My elementary school years and high school years didn't go easy for me. As I mentioned before in the first episode of this podcast about my story, I wasn't a great student because I had a lot of stress at home because of the dysfunctional relationship my parents had and the constant shouting. So because I was in constant stress mode as a child, it was hard for me to retain information and my mind would just wander off and I would spend a lot of time looking outside through the window, spending my time in my imagination And I was called out for it multiple times a day that I had to stop dreaming and just focus on what the teacher was saying. So when we were given an assignment, I would be looking at the paper uh, that I had to fill out, but my mind would just 
go off wandering again and it was as if I liked spending more time in my imaginative mind than in the classroom. Like if I was giving a nervous system regulation tool that I could have do before every starting hour in the classroom where I had to be focused, that would have been so beneficial for me, but they don't teach you that in school. And so going into my mind and in my imagination, it was kind of a sweet escape for me because a lot of the subjects that were taught in school also didn't just interest me one bit. I couldn't care less about the Pythagorean theorem. Like I had so much trouble with that one. I was always better in language and creating art than I was in mathematical problems. And even today, I'm still no Einstein when it comes to math, but I get by. And I've accepted that I'm just better at other things, and that's okay. But somehow, I had to learn certain mathematical theories that I've never ever had to use in my entire life again. I mean, it's probably useful to know the Pythagorean theorem when you want to become an architect. But for me, I didn't see the point in learning it. I was more interested in the mystical things. Like I went to a Catholic school as a child and I actually liked learning about God and Jesus and all the stories because I always felt like there was more to life. I wasn't too much into Jesus, but as a child, I would often pray to God. So then that was something that I did like from the curriculum. And eventually I did abandon the Catholicism because I... I'm not tied to any religion anymore other than having this inner knowing that we are all one and there's this infinite knowledge that I like to call source. Other people call it universe, God, angels, and so on. I just call it source or universe because that's what feels really aligned with me and I get to experience that every day. There's proof of my belief in my material world and I guess, I guess that's why it feels really comfortable with where I'm at today when it comes to my spirituality. But going back to my years in school, although I did learn a lot of things that are useful to me today, I feel like there were a lot of things missing that I then learned later in life that were actually essential in living a purposeful, happy, successful, whatever that means to you, life. Like we aren't taught in school anything about regulating your nervous system, there aren't any moments where the teacher just takes a break or helps students that are looking super stressed out to move through what they're feeling in that moment. And I know it's because the teachers themselves haven't been taught how to stay regulated. Like, I don't think that that's a part of their education as in becoming a teacher. I'm, I don't know for sure, but that's just what I'm witnessing. Like the other day when I went to pick up my daughter from school, one of the teacher was like shouting at the children, telling them not to shout. I mean, children learn by imitating. How do you expect a child not to shout when you just show them that it's an okay behavior? And I usually don't approach this with judgment, but it's just what I observe a lot. It's not that the teachers are bad or they have bad intentions. It's just that they don't know another way. That's also how I was able to forgive my dad, who was always quite aggressive towards me as a child. And his first response was always shouting and screaming. Like I used to hold a big grudge against him. And then later in life, I just realized that that was coming from what he was taught because he was being shouted at as a child and he didn't know any other way to communicate. 
And so he basically did the best he could with the knowledge he had. And this realization has helped me so much in navigating way easier through life because it helps you get out of victim mode. It was no longer about I'm damaged because he did that to me. It was now about I know why he acted the way he did and it wasn't because of me. It was because that was the way and the only way that he knew. And this realization came to me when I became a mom because now that my daughter is five years old and she's creating her own character and doesn't always agree with how I want to do things. Like she starts talking back now and she makes a big mess and doesn't clean up. Like my first response that comes up is often the one from my dad. Like I can feel the rage inside my body that my dad expressed when I was acting out as a child. I can't tell you how many flashbacks I had to my own childhood ever since I became a mom. Becoming a mom really ripped open my childhood wounds. But I chose to use this as an opportunity to heal myself instead of choosing to become a generational pattern. Because I know that how I show up and react to Olivia, my daughter, is a display of how she will react and show up later in life. Because from the ages zero to seven, our subconscious mind is wide open. We mainly operate on the subconscious mind and we accept everything as is. Everything our parents say, everything our teachers say, it's all truth in our child's mind. And then once we get to seven years of age, we start to question more things, right? Like, to give you an example and maybe a quick disclaimer here, if you have small children listening or are near you, maybe pause this episode and then listen to this later or just put down the volume for a, a minute and then turn it back up because I don't want to spoil any magical childhood memories. But around age seven is when we usually start to wonder how things are possible. Like we start to question things instead of just taking everything as the truth. So then they start maybe thinking like, how does the man with the white beard enter all these houses all over the world in one night flying on reindeers? I've never seen a flying reindeer. How is that possible? Like you start questioning things. I try to keep it general. So just in case if you have kids listening, but you know what I'm trying to say here. So the point being is that everything we learn between zero to seven years old runs how we think, react and respond to our environment later in life. And so when we're in school at those crucial ages, I believe it's important to learn how to navigate through life by understanding important everyday concepts like learning how to regulate your nervous system. They don't teach this in my daughter's school, but at home when things escalate and she starts modeling some school behavior such as shouting, really expressing frustration or even cussing, I just take her through some practices like shaking it out or doing some breathing exercises together or I would just stay calm and give her a hug instead of shouting back because it's so easy to mirror the behavior that we see. I've also noticed that telling her to breathe in and out when she's full on angry only makes her angrier. So then I would just shift the attention and take her out of that angry state by acting silly or mentioning something that takes her out of that state. 
and she comes down a lot faster and she now knows how to navigate through these big emotions that will naturally come up because they're part of life. We are emotional human beings. And because I teach her this, she often teaches me as well. Like, I'm not perfect, I'm human. And sometimes I do tend to raise my voice and then she would just tell me like, mom, you need to breathe in and out. And it's so funny when she tells me this, but at the same time, also my ego gets kind of a hit because I want to do so good as a mom and then she just corrects me. But I know right away, like when that happens, I need to calm down because this is impacting her in a negative way. And I'm actually very grateful that she tells me this and she knows that she's allowed to correct me. And I believe in teamwork and open communication rather than domination. And the school system to me is very dominant. It's all about the teacher is right and everything the teacher says and teaches is the truth. Like you need to follow a curriculum and it shouldn't be questioned. Like when you're studying, you're studying the right answers to someone else's questions. And then you need to take a test where there's only one right answer or if it's a multiple choice question, there could be more. But in essence, there's only one right solution for the question you've been given. And I remember when I got a math test, the solution to a math problem was often correct, but I was given a less grade because I didn't get to the solution the right way. Like I didn't always get to it how the teacher got to a certain solution so I found another way that worked better for me but it just wasn't the way that I was told and to me that seems ridiculous like I was given a bad grade even though I got the solution right but how I got there didn't live up to the standards of how the teacher was doing it and we know that there's an infinite amount of possibilities in this universe so why are we thought that there's only one way to approach things? This completely shuts down the creative mind and our openness to getting to a destination in different ways. We need the creative mind to create our worlds. We need it to create our blueprint for the universe and how we want our life to look like. But instead, we're giving a blueprint and that's the one that we should follow. And we believe it to be true because it's what we were told as a child and it's programmed like this in our mind and I believe that this is also the problem that lays at the root of people having issues with trusting the universe will get you to your desires and you don't need to figure out how just yet because they believe that there's only one way to get to a certain outcome and a lot of people think that when it comes to manifestation you just need to believe things to be true and because you believe it, you'll attract it. Basic law of attraction. And that's very true to a certain extent. Manifesting big things and creating a life you love will require you to unlearn and unbelieve certain things first. And then you can start with the creation of something new. Like my daughter goes to a public school here in Belgium. There aren't too many options in the school system of different education approaches. Like I would have loved to put her in a Montessori school, but there's none available in the area where we live. Um, but I know I would have loved to put her in another school because I know how important it is for her belief system. It's on my manifestation list, but navigating through the situation that she's in right now, 
I do know that her home environment and her peers, like me and my husband, have a bigger influence over her belief system at this point. She does come home with certain statements that I think are so minimizing to her potential, but then I just listen to her point of view and provide her another way to see things from another perspective. And I try to go at it from like a curiosity perspective rather than judgment. Because again, if I display judgment, that is what she will be displaying as well. So when I ask questions, it kind of triggers her creative mind and see things in another way. And as parents, we put so much pressure on our kids when it comes to doing good in school. Because most of us were told that with a good education, you need to get a good job, get a good salary and live a good life. At least that was how I was told. And so we put this pressure on our kids to follow this system that doesn't put any focus on navigating through overwhelming emotion or opening up your mind to different possibilities and just blindly accept one way to be the only way. But how is that really serving our kids in a beneficial way? I mean, it may be for certain people, like I know people who loved going to school and then they went to university knowing exactly what they wanted to do in their life. And it worked out great because it, everything was so in line with their purpose. But what about the kids like me, who, like, who didn't enjoy school, who were basically bullied, bullied for exploring options who didn't fit in this system? If I were to believe the school system according to my grades, I wasn't smart. I wasn't I was the worst at math. I didn't have the focus to study and I would just have to find a trade that I somewhat liked that would give me the opportunity to work, to get money, to pay for bills. Because that's also something that I was told, but that was done at home. You work to pay the bills. It just sounded pretty boring and depressing to me like I didn't figure out what I wanted to do with my life until I was almost 30 years old like it took me 30 years to figure out what I wanted to do with my life 30 years and somehow we expect to have it all figured out by the age of 12 or 18 that's a lot of pressure to put on someone imagine having to decide on a trade and then doing it doing that and figuring out that you don't really like it but you still need to do that the rest of your life because you were told you need to do a job that pays for your bills and it's such a lie like you can do something that you like to do and get paid for it well in return and it doesn't have to feel like a job like you have to do you can even decide to do nothing and manifest so much money that you don't ever have to work a day in your life but there's so many infinite ways to live life than just work hard for money when you set your mind to it. Like you may, if you decide on what you want to do, you may have to learn something new. But the process of learning is going to be really different from the one that you had in school because now you're learning something that you're truly interested in, which you had to learn something in school that probably didn't interest you at all. And so you have this different approach to it. And you don't need a fancy college degree to get somewhere in life. That's also a lie that we've been told. Like, thank you, Internet, for all the information that is available and all the certifications that we can take right now from the comfort of our own home. 
like if I had to choose an era that I could live in that gave me the most freedom, I would say it, it's this one. I would say I turned out pretty great now, but it did took me a lot of unlearning and relearning ways that did work for me. But I only got here because I made a decision that what I was doing from what I was taught was no longer working for me. I have deep gratitude for the internet today that allows me to find the knowledge my soul needed through learning how to connect with my higher self, all the books that I've been reading. I'm so grateful for all the wonderful spiritual teachers that I learned from that show me that there's another way to live life, even if it's not the traditional way. I still can't believe that I went to school for 18 years or 15 years and never learned anything about the universal law or the nervous system regulation or the creative creating mind or subconscious programming because that's what sets people truly free. Like when I learned about that I'm just consciousness, I've read this book. It was an audiobook. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's The Greatest Secret from Rhonda Byrne. It's like um, one of the secret books. And this one doesn't really talk about the law of attraction, but it talks about pure consciousness. And I remember when I first learned about consciousness, I just started crying because then was the mo that was the moment that I realized like we're just infinite beings having a human experience. And the, the goal of life is just to add experiences to the infinite being that you are. So those are like things that set you free from these invisible chains that were put on us from an early age, like getting rid of all the limitations that were put on us, because in essence, we are limitless beings. And this is not woo woo. This is like pure science. So many things about our creative power and the mind and energies can be explained through science. Like I understand that there's a lot of things out there that can be explained scientifically yet because science is always evolving. But how is what we already know not being taught in schools? Now, I could go on and on about all the things that are wrong within our societal system, but I think that would be that wouldn't be the main point. I'd rather focus on solutions rather than problems. So if we know what no longer is working for us, we can decide to go towards a direction that does work. And it's okay if that looks different from what you've always been told. I know it can be scary to go down a road of opening up possibilities. I know it was for me. Like, I was also quite lonely at first. Because it's a very individual path. Because you actually have to decide what you want instead of what's expected of you. It feels uncomfortable at first. And that's something that a lot of people don't talk about when you become spiritually awoken or are in the process of manifesting your dream life. Like when you go on social media, you see the people that have already manifested their dream life and they make it look as if it was like, poof, here's my brand new life and it was so easy. And maybe it was like that for them, but it definitely wasn't like that for me. I struggled with letting go of my old identity and my limiting beliefs. It was freaking uncomfortable to face my fears. And it was work to rewire my subconscious thoughts. And it still is at times. Like manifesting certain big things takes practice and repetition. 
And yes, you'll hear me say about how manifesting can be easy and effortlessly, but that's the part that comes after doing the inner work. It becomes easy and effortlessly once you have faced what's holding you back. It becomes easier once you have shifted the beliefs that are holding you back from manifesting. And some people will manifest certain things easier than other people. Like the road to manifestation is so individual. And there are certain techniques that you can use that work great, like the 555 method or the 369 method or vision boards. But in the end, it's all about your personal relationship to the thing that you want on a subconscious level. It's like losing weight. Some people start a weight loss journey and they seem to lose weight effortlessly once they're given a plan. And then there's other people like me in the past that tried a plan that worked for someone. Like at some point I was vegan, only eating fruit and I was gaining more weight than I was losing. I was following a super skinny fit girl on YouTube and she was basically only eating bananas. And I thought, well, that seems to be working great for her. Let me do this. Let me do this as well. And I was eating bananas like a freaking monkey. And instead of seeing the scale go down, it only went up. And then she was saying, like, just give it time. Your body can adjust to the new lifestyle and the weight will come right off. But the weight didn't come off. And I just gave up because eating solely bananas wasn't working for me. And I like steak. So I tried then another approach, which was like juice cleanses, and that was even worse. I was only drinking six vegetable juices per day. And on the second day, I was just laying down in my bed like a vegetable until my husband just dragged me out of the bed and made me eat a burger so I could stand on my feet again. Like we want to go to these extremes to get fast results, while in fact, we just need to give ourselves time and approach things in a more slow, sustainable way and find what works for you that will help you in the long run. Like we don't want fast results, we want sustainable long-term results. And going back on the diet, after I gave birth to my daughter, I went on a keto diet and I learned more about nutrition and it allowed me to lose the last pounds that I wanted to lose while it didn't feel like I was on a diet. And that was because I found something that worked for me personally. And even though there's a lot of people out there that don't enjoy a ketogenic diet and do way better on other sort of eating, and that's perfectly okay, I believe that we're so stuck and rigid in thinking that there's only one way to get to a destination because of this general school system. And it's time to realize that it's okay to create your own curriculum for life. It's okay for you to decide, I want a different life than that what I've been told. So that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If this episode was helpful for you or gave you any aha moments, I would love it if you share this episode on your Instagram story and tag me at mindbabe.co. And if you haven't yet already, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so I can continue to inspire you and manifest a life wilder than your wildest dreams. Thank you so much for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you in the next episode.